in any other year, I would tell you that this is the absolute dumbest golf ball anybody could buy. And that that's not a knock on Callaway, the design. It's just like 40 bucks for an Ionomer cover. For $10 more, you could get a proper urethane ball from Callaway. Right. But, but, but there's a twist. How you living, everybody? No putts given. We're back. It's Tony Covey, Chris Nickel at golf spy t at golf spy c and we boy tony we got a show we got a show this thing show as they say we got a full docket we have got a full docket we're gonna get into tsr hybrids mizuno st 230 woods we got some hybrids in there too maybe we got wedges from mizuno we got t grind titleist new titleist golf balls and possibly little Callaway ERC softball as well to, you know, get in there. But before we get to that, Tony, yeah, what in, what in the name of Brant Snedeker is going on? I heard something about a pop stroke. <laughs> so, yes, just announced, I guess, by the time this will, this will hit the YouTubes a couple days ago, TaylorMade has made a material investment okay. in pop stroke. Which is billed as, and we're going <clears> to <throat> keep going with these quotes here, golf's leading putting and entertainment venue. You cannot decouple those putting and the entertainment the pieces because otherwise if it's golf and entertainment, I think it's probably Top Golf that is the leading venue. So oh. this is, so if you're unfamiliar with Pop Stroke, it's kind of a Tiger Woods endeavor. It's, mm-hmm. it's Top it's fancy Golf. Fancy putt-putt. Right, it's top golf with a putter, or yes, I would say I would go so far as to say sophisticated putt putt. There is, mm. and it's it's definitely not like your um, Myrtle Beach style mini golf. I mean, there are no windmills. I don't think you have to hit through a clown's right. mouth. It is no Pirates to, Cove, not like yeah, Pirates no, Cove. no, yeah. It looks like a golf course, and so now TaylorMade has made an investment. They are now part of the ownership group of okay. Pop Stroke, which currently has. Five whole locations. Well, five entire locations. I would imagine okay. eighteen holes. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how big a pop stroke <laughs> course is. Guys, if you have if you have been to a pop stroke, tell us, us about know. it. I, yeah, I, tell I'm us not... tell us what's up because I honestly I don't know. Um, yeah. So is I guess this, you could say, go is ahead. Is this like uh, whatever happened to to uh, drive? Was it Drive Shack, also known as yeah. Top Golf, was full? Yeah. Um, some interesting news there. I was as I was digging into, the, into this. I don't know for certain that TaylorMade's ownership group still has a stake in Drive Shack, but I believe that they do. Okay. Uh, within the last just couple two three weeks, uh, Drive Shack has actually their stock has been delisted from all of the various exchanges known as Going Dark. We are we are just full of air quotes today on this show. Man, we got. So Drive Shack has has gone dark, but it's still open. I think they see it as an opportunity to maybe reset. I would say it's typically what's going on. Of, okay. of note here too, the same group that that owns Drive Shack is also the owner of uh, Puttery, which is an eight location. <laughs> kind of feel like it's an indoor pop stroke. So okay. it's, it's kind of like okay. it, you, I start to realize when you think about Top Golf and Drive Shack and. I would assume pop stroke and puttery. It's all like if you don't have the attention span to just sit down and eat dinner, 
and you need to do something else <laughs> while you're eating dinner. Like, yeah, I need to, I need to eat and putt. I need to eat and top golf. Bowl to or eat. top yeah. golf. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It really is kind of that bowling alley model. Um, mm-hmm. Like beer and fajitas, I, I would I would assume. So, I, yeah, interesting. Yes, so. Interesting to see what the future of Drive Shack is. Okay. Especially, you know, in a week like the PGA show when Top Golf will be full, there is an opportunity right. there. So, yeah, I right. don't know. Keep an eye on it, but it is all part of this. You know, I, I call it golf, golf, not golf. Golf adjacent. It, yeah, yeah, you've seen Callaway expand to obviously Top Golf and Five Iron Golf and get into various, in this case, entertainment businesses where are loosely to varying degrees associated with golf proper and ideally yeah. the the thinking goes you get these people they come into a top golf or possibly a puttery and they have a good time and they get excited and then they want to go play but i guess we almost have to start calling outdoor 18 hole or nine hole golf or i don't know full length golf what do you call it i don't know so i don't know yeah, there's we'll a, see there's a mitch Hedberg <clears throat> joke in there somewhere i guarantee it about corn corn on the cob mitch all together if you know what i'm talking about you like that but let's get into titleist tony tsr Hybrids. hybrids yeah this is your department man this is my special place and oh, yeah. people go, uh man. it's uh, props. It's, <clears throat> oh i love props all right so hold up the one on your left there nope now you're right now you're left yep the we're three. gonna start with the how about we just start with yep, you want to like start said, with the, the two or three two right, two 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 so again kind of two, two models here similar shaping from the top a, a, a little bit but titles is kind of sticking with those two of the two right the tsr2 is going to be the slightly higher launching one kind of design. Kind of the higher for, everything, right? That's typically kind of the higher everything, more for a sweeper. Like I said, if you're somebody that struggles to hit uh, an iron or hit a hybrid kind of like an iron with that descending blow, the two be is going to be a little bit better. That, right? mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more of a sweeper. You can see kind of those two pockets in the back, the idea of being there to reduce the amount of sole that actually comes into contact almost dare i say looks a little v shaped that the piece that comes into contact with the turf so it just kind of helps you get through turf a little mm. bit better quicker things out of the rough so on and so forth i really like the 3 because it has a little bit more adjustability to it so there's five different opportunities to move weight on the sole there you still have the whole adapter thing, the SureFit adapter for both of them. So, you know, what I would challenge people to think about with the hybrid, yeah, they're not necessarily sexy. I get it. They're not going to, ooh, well, you know, Tony and I don't have many friends, but we do have golf clubs. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's like trying to fit a jigsaw puzzle piece, right? And And each, everybody's game has a unique little cutout or shape that we need to kind of fill in. And so the more you know, levers and knobs that you can kind of turn or call on theoretically. I was, I was actually going to turn the knob in real time, but I don't know where my wrench is right now. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, you guys know how this works. Yeah. But it's just, you know, again, trying to get something that really fits that particular area of your game. So this whole year too, I think 2023 point of emphasis, you know, whatever we want to call this purgatory between you know, the longest iron you play. So maybe it's a six iron, maybe it's a five iron, maybe it's a four iron. And then after your driver. So again, people go, oh, I just play three wood. Well, three wood, five wood. What? That's the way it was, right? Everybody. Yeah. Call it a day. But 
we're seeing, especially with things like, you know, core setup and, and really thinking about what do you need that club to do? What do you want it to operate like? What are the shots you need to hit with it? Don't just run out there and spend 300 bucks and say, oh, I want a hybrid because it does A, B, or C. Really think about kind of the use case and, and, and how you want to operate it. But the reason I, I you know, in fitting these two just really quickly, the reason I went with the three was two reasons. One, for me, it sounded more like an iron. That that really is, to me, kind of the most remarkable thing about this is even traditionally when you have a more of a compact hybrid, and this one definitely falls on the compact side, uh -huh. I think maybe the TSI 3 Titleist overcooked it a little bit, um, made it a little weird. But this one, this one is definitely that more compact, supposed to be iron-like, and you kind of see that a little bit in the shape there. But it really does feel more i don't want to say exactly like an iron but it feels more yeah. like an iron than a traditional hybrid yeah this is it's not oh soft forge blah 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 but no it has more of that kind of dense thwacky kind of feel okay. at dense impact. and thwacky dense and thwacky and if you're like me and possibly like tony who fights a hook from time to time the when ability... i'm not fighting a slice i definitely fight <laughs> a <hook. laughs> the uh ability <laughs> to you know Alter the weight and the sole, right? Both of them, I think, are 0.5. They're half a degree flatter already from the previous generation. So they start out a hair flatter. You can open it up. You know, you can go another, I think, 0.75 degrees flatter. So you're, you can make it a little bit more, you know, about 1.25 degrees flatter than the previous version. Plus, being able to move some of that weight can really help people mitigate that kind of hooky miss if you tend to do that. So... There you go. Yeah, these Titles. are two ninety nine each. Presale <coughs> uh, starts two ninety nine. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Two ninety nine and presale February second with full mm -hmm. availability February twenty third. So there's your go TSR. What's there's next? Mizuno. Mizuno. Can Mizuno make anything other than really really awesome irons, Tony? I think they do. And I mean, I don't they're think certainly enough, trying. I don't think enough they're people know about that. I, I'm there's on. Your, I'm. Your yeah, I'm of the belief that Mizuno does make a lot of really fantastic stuff. But talk me through the drivers, Tony. This is a. I'm hitting the volleyball back across the net to you. So we have two slash three this is again where we get into a little bit of semantics with how many models there are but the two primary models are your stz 230 and stx 230 i feel like i'm going back to algebra tony too many variables well, i mean yeah and so if you're unfamiliar we've talked about this before in some of the articles we've written i don't know if we've ever covered it on no putts given but the X and the Z here speak to the axis on which weight is moved to achieve the desired performance specification. How's that? So okay. the Z says we're moving weight along the Z axis, which will be your front to back. And typically when you do that, it becomes part of a really high, like a high MOI story. We moved weight, pushed it all the way low, all the way back, higher launch, more forgiveness. We, we all know these stories. Here, right. the point of emphasis is this is not, absolutely not a high MOI play. This is not going after 
Ping G30 Max, it is G430, excuse me. This is not going after PXG XF series drivers. This is right. this is really by point of comparison, I would say kind of more in line with what Cobra does, where they want to get that center of gravity exactly or cl as close as they can to the neutral axis, which stay with me here is if you imagine a perpendicular line running from face center through the rear of the club. When the center of gravity is directly on that neutral axis, that's where you sort of get the maximum impact from center contact. That's how you maximize ball speed. And typically, most drivers, the center of gravity is a little bit above that neutral axis. It tends to be slightly higher spinning, but it also, when you see that, it's also part of that backstory. And typically, as you go farther back, that CG stays a little higher relative to the neutral axis. So again, here they're trying to be on that neutral axis they were above it farther back that would be your forgiveness story yeah with the with the x same deal but different this time, axis different axis the x axis is your heel to toe and again mm -hmm. the typical story when you move weight towards the heel that becomes your anti-slice slash draw bias driver and here point of emphasis this is not a draw bias driver these are on play <laughs> in play on tour yeah. The split right now, again, Mizuno was not going to tell you they have a massive tour presence with the driver. You know, it's a it's a handful, maybe a right. little more, somewhere between right. five and ten, probably. But about fifty percent, just a little under half, are running with the X here. So this tells you it's not meant to be this this anti slice machine, as as Vosch told us. If this is draw bias, it's the least drawy of of anything in that kind of class. The idea here is by by moving that that weight closer to the hosel putting it closer to the shaft axis and that just makes it a little easier to turn over so a little bit of semantics here but the idea is to promote a, a, a draw or a slight draw versus correcting for a massive slice yeah yeah it's it's draw helpful not necessarily slice correcting exactly um, and you see people uh, somebody posted this i think on twitter the day before or something like Going, oh, I was so surprised this is about Jessica Corda, of all things, going from uh, Titleist to TaylorMade. Going, was it Jess oh, or what? Nelly? Oh, sorry, Nelly. Nelly. I, I, I'm not, I think I it's Nelly. I know yep. I actually have to update my article on, on that particular relevant driver <laughs> before it publishes. But so. they were they were hey, so surprised, awesome. like, oh my gosh, she went, you know, it uh, looks like she's fitting into uh, TaylorMade's HD uh, driver. So, yeah, not surprising at all if you look at what she has played before and if people really started to dig into it throughout another name chris kirk in the past has played you know typically more draw biased uh draw -ish, draw draw less draw e more draw less draw -ish. yeah yeah oh, they're getting uh some of them getting a bad rap uh hmm. in the sense that they're not what maybe they were a couple generations ago which was oh my gosh this is the one for you know my dad who just you know you know hits it like he's uh <clears throat> chopping wood or whatever and needs ultimate slice correction um it's not it's much more uh turning into much more of a ball flight preference how do you try to hit this club what do you want to uh what do you want to do with it and then pick the appropriate tool it's not a matter of skill or you know uh, what your handicap is or what tour you play on um see some really 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 phenomenal golfers in quote unquote you know draw enabled uh you know, equipment. Yeah. So what Again, about this platinum? Semantics. Yeah. Oh, so we'll, yeah, we'll jump to the platinum. So I don't, there's have not enough vowels in there, Tony. Could they, <clears throat> could they not buy a vowel? Yeah. It's, you know, 
what the platinum is is again Mizuno's take on longer and lighter, and it's it's very similar to Ping's lightweight build. Right? Just taking a little bit of out of weight out of the head, putting in a lighter shaft, UST helium. Right, I, I told you that would be the go-to in this category. Yep. Uh, lighter weight grip and all of that, I believe, gets you a fifty-dollar upcharge for your trouble. So. That part's maybe not cool, but if you, it, it's previously what was the J spec, again, that Japanese spec lighter weight build. So calling yep. it the platinum or platinum. <laughs> I, yeah. I, seriously, man. Uh, the same them. tech as everything else. That's the key. Not, not watered down. Um, you're just paying a little extra for, for um, slightly honestly, lighter I'm components. Not, I, I, I struggle to justify what you're actually paying more for here, but hey, maybe it's what it is. Scale. I don't know. Uh, like they yeah. just, I don't know, but no, I'm with you. What's the blue? Okay, so I was going to say the, the thing, and this ties in the hybrids and fairway woods all together because the real story to me of this ST line is it was about four years ago that, you know, that Mizuno basically said, we're behind. We know we're behind in the metalwood space. Not necessarily different from Title of Speed Project. We're saying, hey, we need to rethink how we do this from a metalwood standpoint. Yeah. If we want to be taken seriously in, in the metalwood space and we want our players on tour to, you know, it, you know, be contractually obligated to, then we got, yeah. If, if they're going to be contractually obligated to playing our metalwoods, then we need to give them something that meets and we feel like maybe can even exceed other industry leaders. And so they kind of started this venture back with 190, right? Um, and now we're up to 230, so what, four years, give or take. They feel like this is kind of that missing piece to this generation, if you will. It looks blue. Tony, what is it? So it's called the Cortex Chamber. And the, the bullet point here is it's a replacement for the Wave Soul technology, which kind of that more speed on, on low face story. But yep. this this, to me, is by far... In the, uh, I think I'm probably 13, 14 years writing about golf equipment. This is far and away the single biggest innovation in the Metalwoods category I've ever seen from Mizuno. What? And to me, this is like, you know, speaking the vernacular of a, a magazine often read on the toilet. Um, this is a five-star innovation. As far as I'm concerned, it may not. Uh, You're gonna give it a medal not, too, Tony. It, You're gonna give it a medal. It's definitely gold medal, five stars, and you know maybe they're not gonna get the credit they deserve here, but I think they they should. And so what this actually is, the the blue stuff. This is cut all the way through. This is not just some blue cosmetic thing. This goes all the way into the head. It's a polymer goo, whatever you want to call it. And within that goo, you can kind of see the outline here. Is yep. essentially like a small steel I-beam. Okay. And so what happens is on, at impact, everything moves, right? The face moves. Yeah. You get deformation throughout the club. And as part of that, this chamber and, and the con contents held within kind of move as well. And the interesting thing is now when the, when the club head comes out of deformation, when it, when it rebounds, when you have that trampoline effect that the USGA doesn't want anybody to talk about, Right. The Cortec chamber, the steel piece, comes out of deformation faster than the titanium face. And so what you have is sort of this I-beam to an extent sort of accelerating into the face and helping that kind of 
move a little faster, if you will, adding a little bit of energy return. And right. to Mizuno's credit, this is not like, you know, they're not promising you 10 more yards or five more right. miles an hour ball speed. But what they're right. saying is, I think across all swing speed groups, it averages out to roughly maybe a little less than one and a half mile an hour across all swing speed groups, then, then you would get without it. So that's, you know, they're not, they haven't made any comparisons to the previous model. I think you can just assume it's faster. Right. Um, and again, they're getting about an extra one plus one to one and a half mile an hour compared to drivers that they basically prototypes they built without the Cortec. So yeah. really interesting technology, something you wouldn't expect to see from Mizuno. So yeah, I think it's really cool. And, you know, between this, I'm putting this right now in my mind, kind of on level footing with the paradigm and the 360 carbon chassis, as far as the, the innovations, biggest innovations in the driver category this year. And so to see that come from Mizuno, super yep. surprising to me. Uh, so yeah, and one other note before we move on, or you, what do yes. you go? You go. go, go, go. I was going to say I have an argument that I would even put it ahead of some of the others because, again, in my world of fairway woods and hybrids, and I'm very sensitive to this, Tony. They continued the Cortec throughout the entire line, so we see this right. If you get sometimes you get a flagship technology that's in the driver, and then fairway woods and hybrids. There's are no dependent. there's no carbon face in a in a right. stealth too. Now again. For good Again, reason, but in in defense, right? Sometimes it doesn't make sense too, right? Like carbon faces in you know much smaller area uh, doesn't make sense, right? A three sixty carbon chassis on a fairway wood doesn't make sense. You don't need to save that much weight to alter performance because it's just much easier to do fairway wood and hybrid. But what I like about this, and I'd say the same thing for Cobra, right, with the power bridge, is they continued it throughout the entire line. So being excited about seeing this technology in a driver to me is only increased when you go, Hey, it's in the fairway wood and the hybrid as well. So good job to Mizuno for doing that. Like I said, I, uh, in, from an innovation standpoint, did not expect that. Um, I, for sure. I didn't see that one coming. I, uh, you know, pleasantly surprised, like finding that guy in the practice squad that becomes an all pro player. Maybe it's like, Ooh, all right. We'll see how these test out, no doubt. But if Mizuno is to test well this year, or maybe test better than they have previously, I will not be at all surprised. No, not at all. And one other interesting note before you get to talk about fairways and hybrids a little bit more, if you want to. We don't have to. With the release of the STZ and X and Pluton 230, Mizuno is moving its drivers to a two-year release cycle. So they're going to follow more of a Titleist model now, that's not to say, and I think you can bank on a line extension later in the year. So another driver to the family. I think you can probably guess what that might be. Starts with a G, ends with a G. It's just a G. <laughs> uh, so I, I think you can probably expect that kind of that low spin offering to trickle down into the lineup here. Uh, probably before mm -hmm. the end of the year, which is a long way away. Uh, making three, and that one will also be on a two-year cycle. So, again, very yep. sort of titleist moving forward in, in the approach to the Metalwoods category, which not only gives Mizuno more time to make meaningful improvement in the line, but the other thing is it, it frees them up to spend money on some things it has, have, hasn't in the past that is, that is inarguably right. important, and that's parts for fitting carts. So to be able to send in 
fitting cards that have all the heads, all the shafts, all the same things that its competitors already do. Right. It's uh, if, if moving to a two-year on a cycle. Yeah. yeah. Just not if you're Mizuno. Not if you're right. Mizuno and your Metalwood share is on a really good day. We can call it two and a half percent. Right. So, yeah, realities, but I like it. Fairways hybrids, what do we got? Yep, the only other thing, two other things to note about the fairy woods and hybrids is, you know, to what we're seeing from Mizuno is kind of this, I feel like, you know, 2023 is kind of like the, uh, you know, you ever go on a hike in the mountains, Tony? Nope. With Okay, perfect. And what tends to happen here in Colorado at times, you get people of various different hiking abilities. And every once in a while, the people that are way out front just kind of stop. It's okay, let's wait a second. And you kind of let everybody gather together, check in. Anybody need water? Are we good? Where are we at? I feel like that's kind of 2023 for Mizuno in the Meadowood space. They're kind of, like I said, going from this kind of rapid fire four-year process of, hey, we got to get caught up. And now kind of like, okay, let's collect everything. Tap the brakes. Some, tap the brakes. Find some equilibrium. You know, so with the fairway woods, they have one fairway wood right now, just the Z which again, as you say, is kind of more that balanced model, I'm going to call it, where it's, it's not high MOI. It's, to me, it's the meat of the market one. It is very forgiving, but it's not forgiving at the expense of ball speed. It is meant to be pretty um, neutral, I guess, in a lot of regards. If you go back a generation, there was also an X fairway. Again, that was more draw-enabled. Um, won't be surprised if Ish. we see something yeah, like that. And then on the hybrid side right now, there's, uh, again a single hybrid finally replacing the CLK, which I feel like is about as old as Stetson Bennett. Um, the CLK has been around as you're like, wow, go, it feels like it's been around for and hybrids. Oh, see, look at that. God dang. You know, Ugh. these are, I hate taking pictures of Mizuno metal woods cause they are shiny, shiny. and reflect yeah. everything. But I think, I think photos came out good anyway. They did. They are. So, yeah, so uh, an update replacement to the aforementioned, uh, I see a little carbon there on the top, which I like. It's subtle. And they do, they make a phenomenal hybrid, um, I, I think. And so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, this is a year of kind of collection for them on the driver, Tony. So yeah, so four, pricing, four ninety nine. Yeah. So solidly dollars below kind of the the market leaders and that's not a reflection of marketing expenses it's just you know where they're at brands want to be premium so they sell at a premium price and if you're at mizuno if you're mizuno yep. and you want to compete with those guys you have to undercut them on price otherwise if mizuno goes in at, at six hundred dollars they'll sell 10 of these things i think it, yep. even if they perform well 549 for the platinum again mm. tough for me to swallow that i Yep. Yeah, I think that's just whatever. I think it's BS, honestly. Fairways and hybrids, two ninety nine fairways, two forty nine hybrids, and everything at retail, two twenty three February the twenty third. Exactly, and fairy woods hybrids, you're looking at three hundred and two fifty or two ninety nine and two forty nine. Again, kind of right in that particular space. Guess what do I got here? Oh, it looks like a place. We are not hold. done with Mizuno yet. We are not done with Mizuno just yet. They're coming large, some wedges. These are the S23 wedges, Tony. And I little credit to Mizuno again. I think they created a slightly new wedge category. With it's this not one. unreasonable to suggest that. And 
here's the deal. So historically speaking, right, if you were a game improvement type of golfer, which the vast majority of the world is. That's that's your highest selling club category. Absolutely. Make of that what it you is, will. Because most things in the world are average by definition. Including and, golfers. <laughs> including <laughs> golfers. You get set matching wedges. Right? You get your five irons through your pitching wedge, and they're like, oh, you can get you know gap wedge, sand wedge, da-da-da. And it basically was just a matching kind of version, if you will, of the existing set wedges or the existing uh, iron set. Okay, it's an option. And then you have specialty wedges. A.K.A. You know? your Vokies, Callaway Jaws, TaylorMade, Mill Grind. I, I, that almost should be the one we talk about now because it's performed so well in those warm-up testing. But yeah, yeah, pretty much anytime you go into a golf shop and buy a wedge off the rack that's designed separately differently from your iron set it falls under the umbrella of specialty wedge absolutely and those tend to be the better performing they're again they're engineered and designed specifically as wedges as opposed to something to match a set of irons somebody's already buying well mazuno kind of said what if we went in between those a little bit what if we designed a specialty wedge with the performance application cg locations grind specifications of the game improvement golfer and so that's what they did with these that's it so these are not going to be for me i'm not going to play the s23s but if you are somebody that's like uh, i mean really what they did right they looked at it hey who is the jpx game improvement hot metal type golfer what do they need in wedges and let's design around that. So if you hold that one up there again, Tony, just real quick, you'll see kind of the pocket on the heel. Probably just put a picture up. Yeah, just put a picture up. So you got the pocket there on the heel. Basically what they did is they shifted, you know, took mass out of there, moved it to the toe. Okay. To try and get that. Basically what they wanted to do is to make sure that the CG location in the club followed kind of what they call CG flow throughout the jpx sets as you go from a jpx you know hot metal five iron six iron seven iron eight iron nine iron wedge and then you go gap wedge sand wedge lob wedge if you want to you're getting a consistent cg location deep too Mm -hmm. exactly it's it's another yeah i mean so and and if you look at them i know we don't have all the models there but the they do also have like a 46 degree and a 51 degree that at address, they look a little more teardrop shaped. They look more like maybe what we had seen from Mizuno before in just their aftermarket, if you are their specialty wedge. It has more of that player looking. It doesn't look like a matching set wedge. Um, so you have that. And then it's a little bit more of a rounded and teardrop kind of profile mm-hmm. as you get from 56, even 52, I guess, all the way up through 60 degrees. So, I again, it, it, I, I think it's awesome. I think it, you know, I think it's really for two people. I think it is for, it makes it really two types easy. of people. It's not just for like Steve and Mark. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> whoa, there we go. It, it, the S23 wedges are for Steve and Mark. They're for two people out there. They're two types, right? It's, it's a game improvement golfer. If you're in and you get a fitting and you get fit for, Again, JPX line game improvement irons. 
it makes a tremendous amount of sense to probably continue that into the wedges if you are looking for wedges because they're designed and engineered to be much better than set wedges. But what we tend to see, they're like, well, why not just get specialty wedges? Well, here's the problem, Tony. Here's the problem. Most specialty wedges tend to have a CG location that's much more heel side. You tend to see that CG location a little bit closer to the heel than where the game improvement golfer tends to strike the ball. That's why you're going to struggle with it. So it's really for that player. Or let's say that you play game improvement iron. Let's say that you play, I don't know, ping G430. Let's say that you play other game improvement and you're out there looking for new wedges and you go, hey, I don't want to set matching wedge. I don't want to go a specialty wedge. Maybe I'll try one of these. So there you have it. Yeah, from a from a footprint, kind of the look at a dress, it's a bigger wedge. It's noticeably big noticeably bigger, but it's not egregious. Yeah. It doesn't look funky. It just looks a little bit bigger. And if if all of your irons are on the larger side, right? Game improvement, super game improvement, it makes mm-hmm. sense that your wedge would also be a little larger. So what's uh what's the price point on those, Chris? I think they're 160. Have to double check. I believe they're 160. I also believe Dynamic Gold Tour Issue Standard Shaft. That sounds right. Coming in those, which is nice again at that 160 uh, price point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 223 on those as well, right? 223 uh, availability on those, I believe, as well. So, stay tuned. See how they go. See what happens. Be very interested, uh, obviously, to get those into testing as well finally tony it has finally happened we've been waiting for we've how been long fighting. fighting fighting since the first time i tried it Ooh. so the story here titleist, what are we talking about? yep titleist slash Voki has finally met my demands and has agreed <laughs> to put the t grind the t grind which is a and we'll cover it more in detail here in a second but it is a low bounce Lob wedge lofted wedge uh, that I think probably has far more utility than Titleist has given it credit for to date. So we've been we've been joking about getting this into the retail lineup, into the wedge fitting tool um, as a standalone question, right? Do you want a T grind? There you go, problem solved. So yeah, uh, coming in in March, the T grind will now sit alongside every other wedge in the Vokey lineup on retail shelves everywhere. So that's that's pretty exciting. To me. Hopefully. And this is what Vokey does. If you look at other grinds, it kind of starts out in the tour space, experimental, then you kind of see how it goes. Then maybe it makes it its way into a limited edition or kind of wedge works. Which is where this option. Right? So you'd have to pay an upcharge, but there was you know, okay, let's kind of see how that goes. And basically should there be enough demand or reason to bring it into the retail line, then eventually they do. And we've seen this with K grind. We've seen it with others. And now we're seeing it with T grind. So welcome. Welcome T grind. Welcome. My precious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is kind of to an extent how, how Titleist and Boki have operated where the, the most popular wedge on tour and the T grind is really popular on tour that isn't in the retail lineup typically eventually finds its way to the retail lineup. And so 
We're gonna see if we can get a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty good look at the mm-hmm. actual tea grind. Yeah. Um, Are they gonna sell a lot of these, Sody? To my friends, <laughs> um, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. They would tell you they being Titleist and Vokey that relative to the the other low bounce wedge currently in the lineup, which is the the L grind. That's mm-hmm. already at retail, and they have the same yeah. same bounce. Both are, are four degrees on paper. They're going to tell you that the L grind is a better fit for the majority of golfers, which is why it's the one in the lineup, and, and that may be true. Uh, but the T grind, kind of going here, has this trailing edge relief, mm-hmm. and it has this heel relief, and it has this toe relief, and the L grind doesn't have really much of any of that. And so what you get, when you put this down behind a ball, the leading edge sits almost under the ball. So if you're looking like you want to look at a shot and feel like no matter what it's sitting on, hard pan, bare dirt, the the crap. Yeah, and this is when I talk about the the undiscussed or undisclosed utility of this wedge. Most of us don't play in pristine, plush, lush conditions. Like we have bare dirt lies and miscellaneous garbage lies around the green especially and that's that's where i think this tea grind really shines and so mm-hmm. you know the the differences again between this and the l grind because of the trailing edge relief and, and that sole design overall it sits lower against the ball so it's easier in my mind to to kind of go under a tight lie yep. uh, because of that that the relief on the the heel and toe it it's much, much easier to open up without raising that leading edge. So Bingo. particularly if you That's, manipulate yeah. shots around the green, the T-grind absolutely shines. Um, that said, it can be an exceptional... disaster. Oh, it's, it can punish you. And this is one of those ones that as much as I love the T-grind, it there is an element of the design that wants to dig. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a proponent of having a low bounce wedge in your bag, regardless of whether you're steep or shallow. Like, I think you, it's important to have a mix of grinds in the sure. bag, mix of bounce angles, because the golf course does not care about your swing. Doesn't care if you're steep or shallow, driver, nope. digger, slider, whatever. Golf course doesn't care. It's just going to give you what it gives you. And right. so you better have a tool in your toolbox that can that you can use to tackle any project the course gives you. Yeah, uh, and this is a case. I think the T grind allows you to tackle a lot of greenside projects you wouldn't otherwise be able to take on. But except for but one or two, if it if it gets maybe anything more than a little wet, and the ground gets soft, put it away. That's where I go to sometimes a D grind. Even is you're gonna you're gonna want that's what I go. When that's when I go to my hybrid. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> like having a sharp shovel in the bag. So great. Yep in a lot of conditions but when it gets uh <laughs> i think in our notes here i wrote like it's your it's your get out of jail free card but it's also the go to jail go directly to jail do not get out of jail card <laughs> drop yep yeah and and just kind of quick reference to uh mention quickly the other kind of lowish bounce wedge you can get the low bounce k which i still think is wedge works only very different animal entirely here that one is just yeah. a big wide I guess you would call it shallow, right? Low bounce, but just a huge mm-hmm. wide. Sole. The flange so, is really, really deep. Yeah. Um, great, great out of bunkers. Yeah, actually, and and I want to say, and I may be mistaken here, but I believe uh, that it's pretty often that uh, you know, 
obviously guys on tour, they can take 20 clubs and then figure out which 14 they want to play or whatever. But a lot of guys will travel with, you know, with multiple lob wedges. So let's say that you are, your default is that T grind, which it is for me as well. Um, but if it is a little wetter than anticipated or whatever the case is to have something that is different in, in that more forgiving space. out of that condition, more forgiving out of that particular condition or just course setup that week or, or, or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm sure Vokey loves to hear this title subs to hear if you're a T grind person in a 60, I would not have that as my only lob wedge that I have at my disposal because like I said, if you get a wet day or it's damp or more, it's like this thing, like I said, could be yeah, a disaster. I have, I have a D grind that I keep handy for when it gets wet and the T grind becomes. Yep. I have an M. I unpleasant. go T or M at so, the behest of Aaron Dill. He held there me. There you too. go. Yeah. Smart guy. So retail on these 179 steel, 199 graphite. That is the same as every other Volky wedge availability begins 310 and is part of kind of the same offering. Uh, Voki will also offer lightweight option wedges. Uh, this is this is a really simple story, guys. It's the same wedge, but with a lighter shaft. There you so go. lightweight steel graphite options. And again, just kind of what we talked about with the S23 wedge, you have guys that in addition to playing game improvement, super game improvement irons, as part of that package, Typically, you get a, a lightweight shaft, 95 grams, 85 grams. Some of the graphite is 65 or less. And right. so if you're that golfer and every shaft in your bag is is sub 95, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go out and buy wedges that are 125, 130, <laughs> in some cases heavier. It just doesn't. Yeah. And so, again, Voki sort of recognizing the obvious here and going, yeah, how about how about we just put some lightweight options on the Did shelf? Did you say same price? Stuff? Same price? Yeah, 179 199 So a case of a lighter package not costing more. Hey, you know. Weird. Yeah, and it's a, I think it's a KBS light and I want to say some form of Mitsubishi. Is that right? In the, in the graphite? Don't know, but I believe so. Oh, it is. If I'm wrong, we'll just yes. edit that out and you'll know. Yeah, if we, yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. We got that there. The 800 maybe 900 million dollars worth of golf balls i think titleist will sell in the next year it's a lot it's a lot it's a a big number so much of it right relies on what's been you know the benchmark for golf balls really over the last two plus decades we're talking pro v1 pro v1x it is a new pro v1 pro v1x year so two-year cycle odd years 23 it's all new tony it is yeah, the flagship ball. It's to. the bar. It's the one that everybody is chasing. It is the gold standard of golf balls. So let's let's take a little time here and talk about these because this is a this is a big one. Now, I've got no props. I can't show you the retail packaging. It is currently out for delivery. I got to get these pictures shot in time for tomorrow, which by the time anybody sees this will be yesterday. Yesterday. So yeah. Yep. Um, Titleist is again straightforward, honest. This is not a, a significant, massive overhaul of this golf ball. Many of the components are the same. It's a little bit better. That's how it's being positioned. And, you know, it's not, it's not like a new driver. It is a disposable commodity. And so, hey, you're <laughs> going to get new ones. You're buying new ones anyway. So 
title right. is saying it's a little bit better. So what's the same? I was going to say, let's start there. What's exact? So compared to previous years. Same high flex casing layer. So that's your mantle layer. Gets a little bit more speed, really firm. And if you remember, this kind of was trickle down technology from the very popular CPO custom performance options, the Pro V1 left dot and the Pro Secret V1 menu. X left dash. So that was kind of, hey, we learned this from left dash, trickle it in there. Same dimple cover, uh, dimple pattern and cover as the mm-hmm. prior generation, the 2021 balls. Which goes on top of the casing layer. So we're kind of starting from the middle out here. So same same casing layer. We're leading, we're leading from the middle here. So same casing layer, which we'll go over something we'll talk about in a second. And then you said same cast urethane cover. Same and dimple patterns on both dimple the pattern, standard and the X. Not not the same dimple pattern on both balls, Correct. but the same dimple pattern as was on the previous generation. On the 21 balls. Though they're different arrow packages on each. Yes. Okay. That's a fun way to phrase it, right? It's not a it's not a dimple pattern. It's an aerodynamic package. It is. That's it's the whole thing. All right, I'm with you. Keep going. All right. So what is new is what Titleist calls it's a high gradient core. The middle. Right. The center of your golf ball. And the analogy I use here is a chocolate lava cake. And I want to be very clear. The center of a Pro V1 and Pro V1 X is not liquid. Let's not uh, let's not make any mistakes there. But the idea is that the soft the the softest part of the ball is in the center of the core, and then as you work from the inside of the core out, it gets progressively firmer. And so what you get with the Pro V1 is a single core ball that behaves a bit more like a dual core ball. It's a snickerdoodle ball. It's a snickerdoodle ball. Pretends to be a dual core option. And with with the Pro V1X, it's much the same. It's it's like adding another layer to the four-piece ball. Let me ask you a question. Because So here's the question. So you're telling me, so it's a snickerdoodle center because we're in snickerdoodle cookies. I'm not a big snickerdoodle guy, but you tell me. Tell tell us all about the snickerdoodle. People, People out there get this. Soft in the middle progressively firmer as it gets towards the edge. So basically by changing how soft or hard that core is, you get different behaviors out of a single core, right? So what I hear you saying is that in the Pro V1, which is a single core design. Three-piece, single core. Three-piece, so you have core, mantle, cover. That core now has some behavior characteristics of it has More a high gradient. Just, it has a high gradient. So <laughs> it kind of functions like maybe a core and a half or almost two. So it's almost yeah. like getting a dual core design out of a single core. It's but a this is also a single core impersonating a dual core. But we've seen this, right? We've seen other companies that had a dual core design say, mm, we can't get that consistently right. It's hard to do a dual core Golf seeing ball. a lot so, more dual mantle designs now for sure. Callaway or, moved to dual mantle. Maxfly moved to dual mantle. We're going to cut some new balls, and we think maybe some other companies have moved from dual core to dual mantle. So, yep. So it's a way to get around that. Hey, man, it's really hard to make a dual core design. We're going to make two mantles, or we could make a single core with different characteristics to try and approximate some of that dual core type of behavior. Yeah, and, but and that's fundamentally, just one ball. what these. 
right? Fundamentally, what, what you get from this is greater spin separation. So meaning like your, your long irons don't have to spin exactly the same as your mid irons, for example, or the same as your wedge. So call it spin separation. Right. That's so tailoring's argument that, around the right, five that, layers. Right? Exactly. So that's, I mean, we talk about layers, right? Adding hard over soft or soft over hard. And that all comes down to whether it's, it's by design or necessity, intent mm -hmm. or necessity, I suppose you're, you're tweaking the spin relationships through the bag. And so that's one thing to keep in mind here. The, the relationship between the Pro V1X and the Pro V1 is unchanged. So right. the Pro V1X still flies higher, spins more than the mid-flight, mid-spin Pro V1. Uh, but in both cases, because of the high gradient cores, those spin numbers have come down. So driver and long iron is where you're going to see the difference. Right. So that's a key point. Again, both... And because of the reduced spin, there's some stuff that, that comes as part of that. So both are going to be a little bit longer. This, the distance is coming from spin reduction. It's not anything with a, the core being faster or anything like that. So you're getting a little more, more, little more distance due to spin reduction. And because, again, there is a slight correlation between the spin properties and, and I guess, how the ball reacts to its aerodynamic package, it's going to fly. Both balls will fly a little bit lower, uh, again, most notably in the long game than their than the previous right. models as well. So what about the, the way yeah. I look at it, you could say you could say that the standard Pro V1 is a little more left dot ish. The Pro V1 X a little more left dash ish. The idea of, of both of these being a little bit lower spin in the long game. All right, so talk to me about the Pro V1X because Pro V1X is a dual core design to begin with. It's a four-piece ball, whereas the Pro V1 is a three-piece ball. So it has, you know, so it's a, it, like we said, it, Pro V1 is a three-piece ball, but it has a core that now kind of functions a little bit more like a dual co core. So we'll call it three-piece plus, maybe. The Pro V1X, still dual core. Still do core. The core is larger and okay. the, and having that, that extra space to work with just makes it easier to kind of tune and control that high gradient approach. So I don't think a lot of people realize this, but the, the inner core of a Pro V1X, in addition to being really small, is really, really soft. It's I believe it's sub 30 compression on its own. So if, if you were to sort of scale that up and just throw a cover on it, it would be the softest or among the softest balls on the market. But right. again, we're, we're trying to get speed. We're trying to get spin separation. So you put a harder outer core and then an even harder casing layer. And yeah, there you go. Golf ball. All right. So with the pro V one X, so same idea of the high gradient situation, right? So, but if you have two cores, are both cores gradiated? I believe the only the outer core is gradiated. Again, okay. you need you have to have a little bit of, of volume, and I, I forget the number, but it's they've increased the volume of the core mm -hmm. uh, in terms of inches. I think it's like thirty number. or forty percent the core volume, group, right? Volume, volume. not yeah. yeah, volume, not you know diameters. I mean, but again, think you know diameter can increase very very little, but that creates much you know, more volume, uh, right? And so my between the lines read here is if you look at right the Pro V one, that's a big core already. And so right. to, to make the high gradient design viable, you need some, you got to have some size to work with. 
and with your tiny little inner core, probably not enough to work with to actually execute a high gradient design, whereas mm -hmm. making that outer core uh, appreciably larger allows them to do that. So there you have it. There you have it. So it's it's kind of a plus territory. So three plus layers, almost four plus. So again, just being able to alter that performance throughout the entire bag, specifically in this case, looking at you know, driver, long iron performance, that kind of thing. So not a major change, but Yeah, it's it's essentially positive. trying to make it longer off the irons without sacrificing spin where you want it. So I think we'll yeah. wait we'll see. Because it's as much as Titleist says it's a little bit of a better ball, and it may very well be a better ball for a percentage of golfers. Maybe that's ninety yeah. percent, maybe it's sixty percent. I don't know. But fundamentally it's a different ball. That's what we're talking about. And so it's going to be interesting to see. So one of the things Titleist is going to be looking at very closely is what happens on tour with its left dot players. If enough yeah. of them switch, you know, maybe we left dot becomes this thing we don't hear about as much. If there isn't a ton of adoption from the left dot players, then Titleist will have to take another look at that and see what it wants to do with that ball. As far mm -hmm. as left dash goes, that one is more of a so it's it's the difference between wait and see. We're gonna wait and see on left dot, whereas what we heard on left dash was stay tuned. Yeah. So so that tells me we're gonna see something new on that front eventually. Who knows? It, it could be a year out, it could be late summer, it could be right. when we see a, a new AVX next January. But I think the I think the safe bet is on a softer cover. On uh, left more dot, spin around sorry, the left on dash. Left dash. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. the obvious. Hey, let's let's do that. And I think if you if you took left dash and didn't change anything, except you made it spin more around the green, my God, mm -hmm. I mean that would be that would be enough for me. So mm -hmm. stay tuned. These stay hit retail January twenty fifth. Price point on this, guys. I'm just the messenger here. Fifty four ninety nine. So we're up. Five bucks over the last version. And while that, you know, does make me wince a little bit, all I can do, the only thing I can do is point out that that is $3 less than the current price of clear. So <laughs> make of that what you will. It is what it is. Again, I do not control the prices. I don't either. I'll be interested to like see it. if like Titleist, it's been gone for a couple of years, Tony, the kind of buy three, get one free. You know, they, mm. a lot of times you see this in March, obviously with COVID and those things, we had capacity issues. It didn't make sense. They only had so much inventory, so it didn't make sense to incentivize people to run through an inventory quicker that they may not be able to replenish. We're hearing that a lot of those things have eh, maybe not 100% resolved, but shouldn't be the same type of issue. So we'll see. Wait and see on that one. But, you know, if so... Buy three, get one free. Uh, kind of helps. Maybe helps on that front a little ask. bit. I didn't ask either, bad, but whatever. Somebody, on any our, retailers out there probably know. So if you have info on that, comment down know. below. Drop the comment. On our way out the door here, Tony. ERC Soft. This is a new Callaway. Bar. You got more soft. props. You got you. more props. Tony, why on God's green earth? Should I care about the Callaway ERC? Well, I mean, honestly, in any other year, I would tell you that this is the absolute dumbest golf ball anybody could buy. And that, mm -hmm. that's not a knock on Callaway, the design. It's just like 40 bucks for an ionomer cover. Like you can you can go to Dick's right now and get Max Fly Tour, which is an outstanding ball with a urethane right. cover for 35 bucks. You could right. spend 
we'll stick in the Callaway family to be friendly and kind and nice and all those things. For $10 more, you could get a proper urethane ball from Callaway. So this one, again, this is, you know, as I, as I mentioned in the article, Callaway wants to have the best product in every segment and at every price point. And $40 is a price point. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a goofy one. I mean, it's real niche for like, hey, I want a name brand ball, but I'm not willing to pay an extra five to ten dollars to get it. It's to me, right. it's it's an absurd market position. Again, not speaking to Callaway because just about everybody does something here, and I just it's it's just so what you're saying is absurd. Point. Is the idea of an of a forty dollar ionomer covered? Yeah, just golf I mean, ball you can honestly spend five dollars less and get. A max fly. Spend less and get a Snell. Christ, spend less and get a Vice. Spend less and get an Encore. I mean, I can go down a list of right. quality to, I would argue, outstanding urethane offerings that are cheaper yeah. than a $40 Ionomer golf ball. Right. But. 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 There's a twist. There's a, yeah. Yeah. What's the twist? What's the. So, what's uh, the... I mean, let's start with the core. This has what Callaway calls the hyper-elastic uh, hyper soft-fast core. Okay. Say that 10 times, three times. Hyper-elastic soft-fast core. Hyper -elastic yeah. Soft yeah. Trickle-down technology from the Pro V1. And it's basically the idea that From the Pro V1? Excuse me. Whoa. I Trickle-down from a Chrome Soft. Whoa. Chrome <laughs> Soft. <laughs> trickle-down from the Chrome Soft. We're not even going to edit that. That was fun. No way. Um, trickle-down from from Chrome soft. It's the idea of just getting more speed out of a lower compression ball, getting the materials, increasing your cross link density, all the chemistry that goes into that. We don't, we don't need to dig through it. So they're, they're saying, Hey, a little bit faster, same compression. Cool story. Fine. The, the, the interesting piece here is what Callaway is calling a grip urethane coating. And yeah, yeah, stick with what? me. <laughs> okay. So we have this this ionomer ball. Because you said it's an like, ionomer cover. It is. It is an ionomer slash serlin cover. I don't know okay. if they're using DuPont serlin, but it's some form of ionomer. Whatever. So it's an ionomer yeah. cover. And then they they apply, which we're fairly confident is means spray. Okay. A urethane coating. So they're they're putting urethane over ionomer, which on one hand, like spraying it on, I'm like, that seems ridiculous. But then also when you think about the way every golf ball is constructed, a Pro V1, for example, is a urethane cover over ionomer. So if you want something to spin, the conventional way to do it is make your whole cover out of urethane and put it over ionomer. Here, Callaway is trying to sneak in some extra spin, if you will, to the tune of 400 RPM, which in this ball is... Yeah around the green it's it's a it's a significant number like it is compelling it is like okay you're trying to make this ball this this weird 40 dollar ball better you're trying to make it play more like urethane which which again if you're trying to make it more like urethane guys just buy a urethane ball seriously but to callaway's credit it is an intriguing idea to get more spin out of an ionomer cover. And I don't like it in this book. Like, I think, I think it makes sense to debut it here because this is their premium ionomer offering, which is, right. you know, let's air quote the hell out of that. Yep. Um, premium ionomer offering. But some people love this ball. Hey, more power to you. I'm not, I'm not here to judge you on that. But if you take this grip urethane, if it, if it proves to do what Callaway says it does, you take mm -hmm. this grip urethane coating that can actually spin and you put this on something like a super soft, there you go. 
That's... Now you've got something that's like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're adding value at $25. I mean, I might still tell you spend 10 more, wait for the, right. But there's a much sale, better but... argument. There's a much and, better And guys argument. want soft. There are, there are golfers who want soft, love soft, won't play anything other than soft. So yeah, right. if, if this trickles down, if Callaway takes this technology from this $40 premium ionomer offering, jumbo trickles shrimp, it, yes, jumbo yeah, shrimp, trickles it down to super soft, which is in fact a super soft golf ball. I don't even have to air quote that. The thing is, I think it'll prove to be the softest ball in the market. Guys love it for exactly that reason. It's not my thing, but I understand. If Fair. you can put a, if you can get out your spray can and, you know, spritz your, your super soft and make it spin more, something more like a, a, a tour ball and you're never going to get there. Let's, let's set expectations. You're never going to get there. Right. It doesn't replace you can make a urethane cover. No, no. But if you can make something on the lower end of the price spectrum, behave more like something on the higher end. Now you've got something. 39, I don't love it. 40, whatever you want to call it, if you want to round up that penny. I don't love yep. it there, but yeah. I mean, I for me, this is like, okay, guys, cool. Don't but love it see. here on this ball that I would also note does not have precision technology. They use they use that precision technology logo placement to say grip urethane because these are not made in Chicopee Mass. These come out of launch technologies in Taiwan. So that's a whole other thing. Still a Callaway design, just manufactured Different. off-site. That is a whole different podcast right there. Tony. Yeah, where are we is. going next week? Where are you going next week, Tony? Oh, hold on. Oh, available sorry. 127. 127, January the 27th. Next week, we're off, but we're on. We're going to be at the we PGA. We are not show. off. Oh, man, no, we we're not off. off. We, we, but we're, we, we're going we to Orlando. Or, yeah, we might record a show. We might not. We don't know. It's woo, PGA show week. It's all coming up. There may I be thought... things that you want us to find or cover for you there so please again post those below like and share all those I, yeah, things i honestly thought i was done if you go back so i haven't i've missed now three straight pga shows right so last year we just Nicely didn't go done. no it was and we saw no pictures yeah. desolate wasteland year before yep. that there was no pga show the year didn't before that, that one either mercifully i got diverticulitis and was hospitalized for two days and so couldn't get on a flight two days later so that Actually, like if you're looking for the upside of of almost needing your intestines cut out, that was. Pretty, I still that think that was a. I still think that was a staged event to get <laughs> out of going to the PGA show. I, avoid, <laughs> I purposely avoided fiber for months just to make sure timed it beautifully. <laughs> but we'll uh, be no, there. It's gonna be good. It's yeah. We'll be it's, there. Uh, we'll be there. Say hi if you're there. Come find um, us. Yeah. If you're not we'll there, let us know. Other than that, Tony. And then Next hold on. Time. And then in oh. the coming weeks, yeah. Let's not forget. It's I. It's in your notes, man. Read the notes, man. Because we've kind of focused on metal woods and wedges. In the coming weeks, once we yes. get through the PGA show, we'll dedicate an entire show to the new iron offerings on the market today, and give you the rundown there. All right, Chris. Now that's it. Now do it. now. Golf Spy T, Golf Spy C, Chris Nickel, Tony Covey. Find us on the interwebs. Follow us. Post your comments below. Like, subscribe. We out.